Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. And I'm Al. And here we are. Doing the thing. And stuff. So how are you? I'm okay, how are you? I'm alright. Guess what, guess what, guess what? What? Guess what's on the 22nd of June? A dance and why? Well, yes, it's a Wednesday. So good job there. But that's my three-year anniversary with the fiancé. Oh, snap! Three years. That's nice. Our relationship is a toddler. Terrible threes. (laughs) I think they've been good so far this year. I mean, well, we haven't gotten there yet, but, you know, I think it's going to be good. Terrific threes. Terrific threes. Let's go with the terrific threes. Although I've heard that people who have three-year-olds call them three-nagers. Like teenagers, but three. Oh, Lord. No new things. No more new things. <laughs> you are forbidden from saying new things. Who? Everyone. Um, I don't think that, that you forbidding Everyone. it is going to make it not happen. So I was watching a video with my friends last night of, like, state fair food. <gasps> and I hate it. Why? Because a man is famous in the Texas State Fair for selling fried butter. Oh, it's delicious. You know what's even better? <sighs> you know what's so good? I've only ever tried it once the fried butter and it was all right um it was it was yummy like i would eat it again if somebody gave it to me no do you know what's delicious deep fried cheesecake it makes it so it's like unctuous and creamier than a regular cheesecake the one that i was kind of all about was the deep fried snickers i've had deep fried oreos those are amazing because apparently within the batter Everything kind of just melts down and melts. So you get chocolate and, like, nougat and, like, mm-hmm. caramel and peanuts. And, like, like you just get everything. And it's, like, perfection. So in March, I think it was, we went and hung out at the fiancé's brother's house in Pennsylvania. And that was the night. that was the night and the following morning that everything got deep fried. Everything. Like... Oh, you want some ribs? Cool, we're going to deep fry them to have them be chicharrones. Little pieces of chicharrones. Okay. Oh, you want Oreos? We're deep frying some Oreos. Oh, you want some taquitos? Guess what? We're deep frying those. Those are delicious deep fried. Like, that should be the only way that you eat taquitos from now on, by the way. Um, What was the other thing? Oh, my God. The cheesecake. And there was something else. So listen to the sandwich they have at the Texas State Fair. It is like a long, like, hoagie. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's roughly like eight inches or something, right? Okay. And then split in half. Mm-hmm. And then grilled open, like open side down in the grill. Yeah. And then an ancho chili pepper sauce on top of the bread. Okay. And then next to it is a, a mix of... Crown chorizo mm. and potatoes with more of that sauce 
then the the bread is flipped over and you put that mixture on top and then you put like a half pound of like shredded lettuce and then like cotija cheese on top and then you do uh, a sour cream drizzle and you can ask for avocado okay and then closed that sounds delicious and it's, you know- it's like this big it's like eight dollars at a fair number one. That's incredible. Price yes, and it's that big, and it's full of food. Do you know Don't what I miss? Wrong. Lettuce is kind of the lettuce was the thing that I was like eh about. But do you know what I miss when what? you said chorizo? Mm. The chef George's Benet from. Oh my god! Stop! I've had dreams about it recently. Stop. <laughs> from Peg's glorified ham and eggs oh. in Reno, and Sparks. Dude. They have this delicious... Okay, so my favorite way of eating eggs, like, for everyone listening to the podcast, and Al, I don't know if you realize this, my favorite way of eating eggs is Eggs Benedict. I love it. I think it's the most amazing way to have eggs. It's a poached egg, but I like the entire dish. Because well, well, that that's not, what it is. Not just the egg portion, even no, no, no. I, a poached egg is nice. A poached egg it's is amazing. That, it's the fact that you like the hollandaise on the egg. Well, duh. But it's but because you're accentuating the creaminess of the egg. Exactly. That's why. So my favorite way of actually eating eggs is like a poached egg that isn't over poached, or an um a soft boiled egg, one that you, well, you cut open. Yes, one that you cut open and you open it up and put it into some ramen, and it adds this creamy unctuousness to the ramen, or. You, you crack open an egg on like some rice with some sauce and whatever, and it, it blends in and is delicious. Same thing with a poached egg. If you poach it correctly and you cut into it, it is amazing. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, the chef George's Benet at Peg's Glorified Ham and Eggs is Eggs Benedict. However, Instead of Canadian, instead of Canadian bacon or ham, ham, it is a chorizo patty. And instead of being regular hollandaise sauce, it's a chipotle hollandaise sauce. So it's just spicy and creamy and delicious. Top with a slice of jalapeno. Oh yes, it's got sliced jalapeno on top. Hmm. And my favorite thing to do was always to ask for an extra side of hollandaise because it also comes with half a plate full of hash browns. So why wouldn't you want to put extra hollandaise on the hash browns? Yep. I just, I miss Reno so bad sometimes. So my friends and I, I'm not sure if this is something crazy. A lot of what you say sometimes is crazy. But a friend of mine, we were talking about, like, buying a house with, like, a lot of property in, like, the Midwest away from Tornado Alley. And, like... You could do that in Pennsylvania, honestly, but go ahead. Well, that as well. Either way. Just some place where we can have a lot of property. Because we want to be able to grow produce. Because right now, obviously, there's ridiculous food shortages throughout the country. And Dude, there's tampon shortages right now. Yeah, imagine. Like, I am so, so happy that I coupon and have at least two to three months of supply of that stuff. Because can you imagine if in, th- in three months, it's probably going to be resolved by then. If not, you know, 
diva cup all the way. Anyway, it's it's one of those things that how can we be in a formula shortage? How can we be in a tampon shortage? Like, are we are we really not going to address the fact that it seems like the U.S. government is attacking women on all fronts? I don't know. All I know is that there's a shortage of just about everything across the board. And things are going to start rising like crazy. And, so and mine, we're about to go into a recession. Yes. And so a friend of mine was like, you know, it's not crazy to imagine that the world is, like, at the very least, communities are going to have to start bartering. Um, because things are just going to be way too expensive. And so, like, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I bought groceries a week and a half ago. We've been living off of the groceries we had, some stuff we had in the freezer. And to be honest, DoorDash, because I've been working crazy, like crazy. And come 5 p.m. when I get off of work, which sounds like, oh, you have the rest of the night to do whatever. I don't want to do anything. I'm shot. My brain is done. I cannot watch anything that requires an immense amount of mental effort. I can't do it. Okay, a week and a half ago, I bought groceries and spent $80. Mm-hmm. I bought exactly the same thing I had bought a month and a half before that cost me $65 a month and a half before. Same exact groceries. They were $15 more expensive. Yeah. I didn't buy extra of anything. I might have actually spent bought instead of two pounds of something, a pound and a half of something to try to lower costs. $15 more expensive. Yep. I can't justify buying the things that I love anymore. As like a whim, I have to go through a list of things because things are too expensive. Go ahead. So it make to me it makes perfect sense to want to buy some land and take care of your own stuff and whatever. I've started crocheting again just to keep myself occupied. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying any new yarn. I'm using mustache. Yeah. So that that's something that she suggested. Like, it's like you know what? I mean, why not? You can buy number one. It would give me a more a slightly more active lifestyle. You can buy three acres of land right now in Pennsylvania for, depending on where in Pennsylvania, twenty-five dollars to $50,000. You could then go to Home Depot and buy the, the two-story shed, basically, and turn it into a tiny home. And you can buy that for $15,000. Then, obviously, you'd have to get it work through with insulation whatever well, so i'm saying to grow enough things to have for us and also to barter away and also depending on because she has a history in working in a dispensary in washington mm-hmm. to see if we could grow like marijuana and that sounds like kind of like no but if you're in a state actually. no but if you're in a state that allows it then then you you should be fine the, yeah, you just have to be really careful figuring no, course, out certain, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it, oh, everything always above board. Yeah, but you remember, you remember my boss that worked that had a, Russ. or yes, I was, I wasn't gonna say his name. Oh, hi, Russ. 
just in case. Um, him and his family, they now live on a working farm in Fernley or Fallon? Fallon. Fallon. And there's so many rules around what they can and can't do, but their food costs have gone down way low because they're growing their own stuff. They grow vegetables and they raise farm animals for their own purposes. They make their own cheese. They they milk the cows, the goats that they have for for making their own cheese and dairy products. They raise chickens and they name them food names <laughs> because they know that that's what they're going to do. They still raise rabbits. They they do all these things and they're still technically not off the grid, obviously, because they have electricity yeah, and all that wonderful stuff. Yeah, but. They do their own stuff. Yes, they can, they can use their own stuff for their, their own purposes. Unfortunately, they can't legally barter because of the laws in Nevada that won't allow it. So they don't. They make sure to comply with the rules perfectly. Like, you can, you can get milk from them but they're gonna put stuff in it that that doesn't allow you to consume it so you can use it to make like products for your house Uh, uh, and they can't sell it they have to give it to you yeah i was gonna say why can't you just because legally they can't they also can't give you like raw milk from the go Nevada is weird. There are some rules that they, yeah. But I've been thinking more and more about how when we finally buy a house, I want to have a little bit of land to have my own little farm. Whether it's a tiny little plot where all I grow are different kinds of lettuce and maybe some, some veggies, then that's what it is. But I want to be able to do that. I definitely want to get solar paneling. That's that's another thing. Is solar paneling plus a generator? Um, I mean, why not? Yeah. But or sorry, sorry, a backup generator in case anything happens, like you know, like it's really <laughs> good. Stop. It would just be good to have. Yes. You never know what. I mean, imagine living in Texas and that whole like snowstorm incident happening, and you go without power for like a week. Bro, they're they're this close to going through another outage because they're going through a heat wave right now. Imagine, no, no. Those are the people that need to have solar paneling, like yesterday, or a backup generator, or something. Like you can't if the infrastructure is that old and it, it just can't handle extremes. And now Texas is a land of extremes, unfortunately, in terms of, like, seasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to have backups. Yeah. But I, I, I get that idea. I get it. I also have many, many plans on when we finally buy a house, I want to turn one of the rooms, obviously, into my office because I work from home, but into a study so that I have... Ton bookshelves from floor to ceiling filled with books. Man, calm down, Beauty and the Beast. 
and those really cuff- comfortable, comfortable, I can't talk today, those really comfortable high back chairs, like mm-hmm. the nice plush chairs around a little table that you can just put your books on and just sit there with a little lamp that overhangs so that it's the perfect position to give you the light that you need to read your book. I'm doing it. It's going to be a reality. Mark my words. In less than three years, I'm going to have that study. Okay. I like it. But Mark yeah, my words. That, that's a, that's something that we talked about literally yesterday. And I was like, you know, I'm not against it. You need to come up with a plan. The thing, the thing is, is that there's so much logistical work that has to be done when you want to farm to any kind of capacity. Um, because, you know, when you plant a certain crop, it takes away certain nutrients from the soil. Yes. And then you have to plant something else afterwards mm-hmm. to sort of replenish that. And so there's that kind of thing as well. You have to learn uh, the actual process itself. The like environment in which certain things like to grow. Exa- exactly. So there's like so much. That's what that. And she's like, well, you know, my unemployment and stuff runs out in two months. And I'm like, yeah, two months. Like. <laughs> Figure it out. Exactly. Like I, I will find something. Because if, if we move into like a very cheap place, then I can do. I can do that's why I'm telling that's why I'm telling you the buying the land and then getting that shed for 15 grand and then doing what you need to to get it insulated and livable maybe another 15 20 grand to do it makes sense because then you can have this giant plot of land everybody has their own individual little spaces to live in however they want to live in them that didn't cost them as much as it would to buy a whole freaking house just for themselves but it has all the amenities you need Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the land is used for whatever purposes you want to use it for just saying as long as you're not doing illegal things it's all good We're, we're in a place right now where, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, certain things were done in the United States. I'm not talking about globally, but certain things were done to help stimulate the economy. So they lowered interest rates. They did a whole bunch of stuff um, to try to get us to where we could function. And it's helped to a certain extent. However, inflation has skyrocketed to the point where most of us who received um, cost of living increase increases in our rate, pay rates, those increases, those that cost of living increase doesn't actually cover the increase we saw in cost of living because of inflation. True. For example, most people got 3%, a 3% raise for cost of living, right? Yep. Inflation is at over 8%. So even with the raise, most people are bringing home less money at the end of the day. That's crazy. And there is nowhere else to lower interest rates from. 
nowhere else because they're already at an all-time low. There's nowhere else to go. So we're about to get hit by a huge recession. Which is evident by the fact that, you know, there's a bunch of food that is unavailable right now. There's There are millions of what children nationwide who babies who don't have the formula they need to survive well it's the food stuffs is because like i i don't know what how i do not know how but i think it's 18 18 18 think of that 18 major food processing plants in the u.s have burned down in the past 12 months yeah not to mention that the ones for the Baby formula, they were closed down due to hazardous conditions. Yeah, that's the thing. 18. What standard were they at that they burned down? What standard were they they, at that that last year these plants were closed and they still haven't gotten them up and running yet? So, I don't know. There's some weird conspiracy thing there. There has to be. I saw a meme on TikTok, or I saw a video on TikTok yesterday that was like, you know, they told us, they told us to social distance and nobody would listen. But you know what they did? They raised gas prices. Now everybody's social distancing. No one can go anywhere. True. Well played, government. Well played. Hey, listen, if it worked, it worked. That's why, that's why I'm telling you. There are certain things I no longer do. Like, the the fiancé and I had to have a conversation today because he's going to go hang out with friends in, in New York City today, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to have a conversation this morning about if it made sense for me to drive him into the city or if it was more cost-effective for him to just take the bus. It is more cost-effective for him to take an hour and a half to get to where he's going than it is for me to drive him 25 minutes to where he's going. Because of gas prices? Because of the toll? Um, I'd say debatable because of time. No, no. Well, he's wanna... willing to waste the time because he'll just sit there and watch videos and hang out. Like, he'll just chill and he won't have to worry about anything else. Because that 25 minutes for me to take him there, as opposed to the hour and a half, that means it's another 25 minutes to drive home. And gas is at a place where it's double what it was three, four months ago. Double. Like, I look at while I'm filling up my gas t- my car, and I'm like, ooh, that hurts me. Ooh, that hurts me a lot. A lot, a lot. True. Whew. My best friend and I were talking about hanging out recently and me driving to to Baltimore to hang out with her. It made sense. It made more sense to drive a month ago. It made more sense to drive than to take a plane. Now I'm like, hmm. Maybe that plane is more cost effective. It might be. Again, time is money. 
it really might be more cost effective in I can get so if we were to go to Baltimore it's a three and a half hour drive I can get there and come back on one tank of gas but like you said it's time as well it's going to take me three and a half hours to get there you know so am I willing to spend that three and a half hours or or pay a $200-$300 plane ticket um, eh, eh, we'll see. Anyway, let's get back to what we're here for. Harry Potter. Yes. And we are... We are... Season 5, episode 40, chapter 34. Uh, the Department of Mysteries. Yes. So, quick recap. Uh, into the forest. Centaur say, heck you. Um, Dumbridge go, no you. She got carried away. Oh, no. Also, she she called them half-humans. Half-breeds. Half-breeds with near-human intelligence. Yes. So she got taken Gonna away. Can be fighting words. She got taken away and Harry go, yes. And then Grop say, hey, leave my boys, my, my friends alone, including Hermie. And the centaurs go, ah, it's... It's it, the giant. It's big boy. <laughs> it's big boy. Yeah. We gotta go. Um, Harry go. I got to get to London's to see the bruvs. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Harry says we still need to save Sirius, and everybody was yeah. like, "Are I, you serious?" <laughs> yeah, listen, there, there was I a bad to, pun. I have to seriously save the bruv. <laughs> I have problems. So, <laughs> so they're like, but how are we going to get there? Thestrals for the win. Because broomsticks, no, no. No, Herm- Hermie doesn't like brooms. No. No. So, so here we are. Harry, Neville, and Luna quickly mount their Thestrals. Hermione, Ron, and Ginny have difficulty finding theirs until Luna dismounts and helps them. Ron actually says, how are we supposed to get on when we can't see the things? <laughs> Didn't we just mention this? How are they supposed to do anything on these things that they can't see? Like, wouldn't that be trippy to be flying in the middle of the air and look down and there's nothing there? Exactly. Uh, Harry asks his Thestral to take them to the visitor entrance of the Ministry of Magic in London. And the Thestrals take off. Upon reaching the Ministry of Magic, Ron swears he will never fly on one again. The students cram into the phone box that is the Ministry's visitor entrance, and Ron dials the Ministry's number, which I think, if I recall correctly, is Magic, right? Welcome to the Ministry of Magic. Please state your name and business. (laughs) Okay, so Ron does it, his arm bent weird, and he whirs back as it words back into place, the cool female voice uh, sounded inside the box. And that's when she says, welcome to the Ministry of Magic. So it's not necessarily that dialing the thing is magic. It's just that they're in a phone booth and they're dialing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> welcome to the Ministry of Magic. Please state your name and business. Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Hermione Granger. Ginny Weasley, Neville Longbottom, Luna Lovegood. We're here to save someone unless your ministry can do it first. Thank you. Visitors, please take the badges and attach them to the front of your robes. 
half a dozen badges slid out of the metal chute uh, where returned coins usually appear. Hermione scooped them up and handed them mutely to Harry over Ginny's head. He glanced at the topmost one. Harry Potter, rescue mission. <laughs> Wait a second. I hope that they kept those badges forever. Oh, yeah. And we're like, look, ministry badge mm-hmm. says I'm here on a rescue miss- mission. True. Uh, they descend to the atrium and find the reception area deserted, with not even a, wi- a watch wizard on duty. Harry sees this as an indication that Voldemort has passed to the atrium uh, with his usual casual disregard for human life, and this bolsters his belief that Sirius must be there. Harry and the others enter a lift and descend to the lowest level, the Department of Mysteries. From his dreams, Harry recognizes the corridor and knows which door to enter. Within is a large circular chamber with tall doors. Harry is unsure which one to go through, the more so as, once a door closes behind them, the room's walls rotate rapidly. Yes, 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 yes. So it actually says that. Um, Harry asks someone to shut the door. With the long click of light from the da da da, the place went so dark that for a moment the only thing they could see were the bunches of shivering blue light, blue flames. I can't talk. On the walls and their ghostly reflections in the floor below. Huh? I expect I'll make a thing. Oh, that's nice. In his dream, Harry had always walked purposely across this room to the door immediately opposite the entrance and walked on. But there were around a dozen doors here. Just as he was gazing ahead at the doors opposite him, (coughs) trying to decide which one was the right one, there was a great rumbling noise and the candles began to move sideways. The circular wall was rotating. Hermione grabbed Harry's arms as though frightened the floor might move too, but it did not. For a few seconds, the blue flames around them were blurred to resemble neon lights as the wall sped round. And then, quite as suddenly as it had started, the rumbling stopped and everything became stationary again. And Ron says, what was that about? And Ginny says, I think it was to stop us knowing which door we came in from. Ginny's smart. True. Yep. Okay, continue. Are we in the large sun amphitheater? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the next room is a large sun amphitheater. Oh, no, no, wait. We didn't okay. have the floating brains. No. Oh, you're right. We did not. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, instead, it contains a large tank with... Okay. They opened the first one, but the room does not match Harry's dream. Instead, it contains a large tank with floating brains. Retreating, Hermione marks the door with her wand so they know they have already looked there. The next room is a large stone amphitheater Wait on a, a raised dot. Di- In the room with the brains, Ron is like, what are those things? Harry says, I don't know. Ginny's like, are they fish? Aguavarius magnets, said Luna excitedly. Dad said the ministry were breeding. No, said Hermione. They're brains. Oh. Brains? Yes, I wonder what they're doing with them. I mean... And then let's get out of here. Okay, so the next room. Um, on a raised dais? 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 Well, let's just, let's just say it the way we want to. Okay. Because we do the same thing with, what is it? <laughs> what is... Magus. Yes. Magus. 
and a magus and a magus and a magus and a and a was this god that's sure i swear <laughs> um is this uh, ancient stone archway a tattered veil fluttering in the entrance standing next to the veil harry feels a strange sensation that someone is on the other side Hermione, frightened, calls Harry back to the circular room. Yeah, she says, let's go. This isn't right. Let's get, let's go. Harry, come on. Yes. Uh, the next doorway refuses to oh, open. Oh, oh, He says, okay, uh, what are you saying? He said loudly so that the words echoed all around the surrounding stone benches. Nobody's talking, Harry. Someone's whispering behind there. Is that you, Ron? I'm here, mate. And Ron is, like, appearing at the side of the archway. Can't anyone else hear it? Um, and then Luna says, I can hear it, too. There are people in there. What do you mean, in there? And that's when they're like, we gotta go. So go ahead. Because yeah, that's kind of creepy. Um, yeah. That's, no, that's not kind of creepy. That's hella creepy. Yes. The next door refuses to open. Harry inserts Sirius's knife that will open any door, but its blade melts away and the door remains shut. At the next door, Harry recognizes the sparkling, shimmering light from his dream. They even tried Alohomora, I'm just saying. Uh, Hermione has to try everything. You can definitely enchant a door for Alohomora to be useless. Yes, I know, but she, you know how sometimes... People don't plan for the simplest response to something, and then it just works. That's what Hermione's banking on. Wizards are not really all that great of at using common sense, right? True. It's a fact. So. Which is why the protection for the Sorcerer's Stone, one of the things was common sense. Yeah. Well, it's more of deduction than common sense. But, anyway. but still, it was something that a lot of wizards aren't really skillful at. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, next, Harry recognizes sparkling, shimmering light from his dream. Inside is a bell jar containing a beautiful hummingbird that hatches from an egg, flutters to the top, falls back down into the egg, and then hatches again. Passing through this door, they reach a huge a chamber containing shelves loaded with glass orbs that Harry recognizes from his dream. Find, finding no trace of Sirius, Harry considers her returning to Hogwarts when Ron spots an orb labeled SPT. To ABWBD, Dark Lord, and in parentheses, in parentheses, question mark, Harry Potter, which is, I don't know what her middle name is, but Sybil something Trelawney to Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. That's about a the long name. Yes. Anyway, um, as Harry reaches for it, Hermione warns him it might be dangerous, but nothing happens when he grabs it. Despite the cold chamber, the orb feels warm in Harry's hand. A voice from behind breaks a silence. Very good, Potter. Now turn around, nice and slowly, and give that to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. I mean, it usually do. Like, (laughs) you just read the last sentence of the chapter. So they get to the Department of Mysteries. They go through the guest entrance. They get name badges with their name and rescue mission on it. That Which they, is sick. 
they better keep forever. Like, I really hope that on Halloween, when when their kids are little, that they allow their kids to wear the badges. Like, little trench coats or, like, robes that are robes that are a little bit big on them and the little name tag. Like, oh, Harry Potter, I'm on a rescue mission. That's so cute. Right? That would be awesome. That could be a really cool, neat little, like, um trinket that they should sell at like universal or something that could be so sick a personalized like badge that has your name it says like rescue mission and like a lot of people wouldn't get it but some would and that'd be awesome right i'm here for it let that be let that be merch come on okay so they make it there they find a room full of brains in the tank which is creepy Ah, uh, super creepy. And then they find the dais with the with the thing where people are hearing voices. I just finished rewatching um, the series with a couple of friends, and I got asked a lot of questions about it. About what? The the shroud. And so I had to explain it, which I, mean, I guess I can kind of explain now. Let's not go there no, just no, yet. It, it's it, no spoiler. I'm not going to mention okay. anything about what happens in regards to it. Okay. But basically what it is, is when there's a criminal who has committed a crime too heinous that what Azkaban is not enough for them, that they don't deserve a sentence uh, before Azkaban was really used, that shroud was used as a death sentence. You would be pushed through it and you would no longer exist. Not that you would die. Your your body would disappear into it and meld with it. And I think that the whispers you're hearing are of the people. I And this is going to sound kind of morbid. But I think it's, that it's an imprint of their soul that's trapped within the veil. Yeah. So. But how can some of them hear it and some of them can't? It's because it's the similar thing. Have you seen death? Then uh, you have a closeness to it. Which would make sense why Luna can hear it. Mm-hmm. But Luna's a little bit strange, and she can... Yeah, but again, it just is one of those things where it's the Thestrals, remember? Yeah. So I think it has something to do with your closeness to death and being able to recognize and see death, to hear death. And I think that Harry and Luna both possess it because and Neville, and Neville, but I don't think Neville gets close to the veil. No, 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 no. Remember, Neville is still is not a hundred percent sure of himself. So I'm going to assume that he's trying to stay away from anything that looks weird because he doesn't know what to do. Like he's all about being there for the homies, but he's still not a hundred percent sure of what he what his part is. He's like, yeah, I'll go with you. Uh, maybe there's a door I can hold open. Nice. Yeah. Everybody needs a door opener. True. So, like, what if there's a really heavy door that only Neville can open? Listen, Neville may seem a bit like... Um... We've already had this conversation about Neville. Neville yeah, is seem, underrated. He might seem like the goof. But he is very stable. Yes. In terms of, if you need someone to do something, he will try his hardest to make it happen. 
Yes. Which is what the, the guys from the uh, YouTube series, like, watching the movies for the first time, like, they, they said the, the biggest thing for them, or at the very least the bodybuilder, was Neville's success story. He's shown as being the goofy kid, the kid who seems almost unreliable. But even from the very beginning, he shows his mettle in that, like, he is going to do the right thing even if it's against his friends. And he received the points for it, and, like, it doesn't stop. He's always trying to do the right thing. Yes. So that's pretty awesome. Go, Neville! Yep. Like I said, Neville's always been one of my my favorite characters because he's so underappreciated. And he's always there. Always. No matter what. He's like, oh, people don't believe you? Guess what? Me and my grand do. Me and my grand believe in you. We think you're telling the truth. Harry Potter? I've always believed Harry Potter. I'm a Harry Potter stan. I got it. That's Neville. Neville and Dobby just make a Harry Potter fan club. President and vice president. I love it. And as part of the fan club, mismatched socks. Yes. Mic drop. Well, not really because these mics are good, so I won't actually drop it. Hey, my mic is good. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so that's that. That's it's that, guys. It's pretty short. Um, it's, it's a lot of details right now that we went through pretty quickly but you have to know these things for what comes next so it's just we're building it up so that you know dun 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 it's coming Yep. and who is it that said give that to me find the next one bye everyone goodbye oh yeah Suspense. Sleep.